Support for today's episode comes from We Vibe Womanizer. We're still in a pandemic, and if you're still a bit unsure about hooking up with people, then look no further. Unlike a traditional vibrator, the Womanizer uses pulses of air and pressure waves similar to the sensation of oral sex on the clitoris. Look, you know, you can still get your orgasms without a partner. Discover long-lasting and more intense orgasms now. And as a Boonie Breakdown listener, you can receive 20% off your Womanizer purchase by using the code VIP20. That's VIP20. Code expires on November 30th, 2021. Details on how to purchase can be found in the show notes and on the booniebreakdown.com. Hey, y'all, it's your girl, Booney, and you're listening to the Booney Breakdown podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. All right, welcome to episode 192 of the Booney Breakdown podcast. We're back. It's another Monday. Happy Monday. You guys are going to find some level of irony in this week's episode if you listened to last week's episode. Uh, but this week, our guest is Isis the Doula. She is here. Look, this is somebody I know in real life. She gives a charge to all, you know, I'm going to say black mothers because this is who my show is for, uh, black women, but she gives a charge to all women. We talk about the increased uh, maternal mortality rate for black women. What is a doula? Why you need a doula? The benefits of having a doula. It's a good conversation, right? And so I know if you listened to last week's episode, you're probably like, whoop, okay, 180, but yes, I like to show both sides of the coin. So stick around for that conversation with Isis the doula. All right, we're going to hop right into my pick of the week. Dunkin' Donuts. This is so random, but you know, I'm totally a Starbucks girl. I only get like the same drink from Starbucks, but I always have to tell them extra hot. And that is one thing you never have to tell Dunkin' Donuts because they get their hot water source directly from fucking hell. Like, I do not understand (laughs) why their drinks are so hot. Like, you cannot drink a Dunkin' Donuts hot beverage immediately because you will burn all your taste buds out of your mouth. So kudos to them for having actual hot drinks, not lukewarm. They come straight from Satan's hot water pool because goddamn um but shout out to Dunkin Donuts for actually making hot beverages I know I'm absurd but that is my pick of the week housekeeping housekeeping come back later please housekeeping not now all right we're going right into housekeeping uh feedback from episode 191 it was a solo episode I was a little nervous about releasing this one, but thank you guys so much for rocking with it. It was so many uh, great comments I received back for this uh, episode. We talked about um, finding, you know, comfort and solace and facing the truth, getting out of, you know, comfortable delusion. It kind of sets us back. And um, someone commented on... Uh, what was it on Instagram? And they said, I'm about to report this post because you yelling at me, sis. I resonated with this week's episode 1000%. I need to write in my journal after that one. Who another person said this right here describes my current state perfectly. Uh, so thank you guys so much. I was a little nervous 
about uh, releasing this episode because sometimes when I get a little super personal and when they're solo episodes, I don't want to feel like I'm rambling and I don't want to release something that you guys um, can't relate to. And so I am thankful that so many good comments came back um, from that episode. And if you have not checked it back, checked it out, go back and listen to episode 191. Um, was it expectations or premeditated resentments was the title of that episode. Also shout out if you would like to join us over in Patreon gang, you can do so for as little as $3 a month. You can head on over to patreon.com backslash the boonie breakdown. I would love to get to 35 patrons. Um, we have a small but mighty crew over there. It would be dope to get to 35 by the end of the year. I would love that. We also have an event coming up our November 1st, Thursdays of boonie. Uh, details will be dropping this week for Patreon gang and then released publicly uh, November 4th. It should be a fun one insightful might be a little bit of homework attached to that but details will be dropping this week also dropping this week we have some new youtube videos that will be coming up (laughs) i've recorded them finally i'm going to edit and release them so we have some new youtube videos dropping this week so if you're not following us you can head on over to youtube.com backslash boonie breakdown and hit subscribe there also, if you want to follow us on, on some other social media platforms, we're also on Instagram and Facebook at The Boonie Breakdown. You can follow us on Twitter just at Boonie Breakdown. All right. And when sharing this episode, be sure to tag us. You can use the hashtag The Boonie Breakdown. You can use the hashtag pod in p-o-d-i-n you can tag us in your insta stories you can retweet my tweets you can share the facebook post from our facebook page i make it so much so easy for you guys to share this uh with your friends and your network circles and so i appreciate it when you guys do also if you want to go a step and beyond you can hit five stars you can leave us a five-star review over on our facebook page if you have an apple device you can do so in the podcast app that's that purple app with a little you know little man with the circles around it uh you can just search the boonie breakdown select the boonie breakdown scroll down where it says write a review you can hit those five stars you're done if you want to go the extra mile you can just type a few kind words about the podcast but we love those five-star reviews all right so that is it for me so let's get ready to break it down Hey guys, it's your girl Booney. And it's always fun for me to have people come on the podcast that I actually know in real life, like legit in real life. Like I know them and I love it. So I love it when I can find and invite these people on because people I know in real life are so dope and so fucking cool. So I am going to invite and welcome uh, my homie Isis the doula to the Booney hey, right hey. now. Hey, How are hey, you? what's up, girl? I'm excited to be here. You heard me. <laughs> I've been listening and watching and trying to wait for my turn. I must have made it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you made it, your mama. I made it moment. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to tell this anecdote and people, Isis can laugh. I always try to take a little credit for Isis moving into this path because many years ago, I have no children. You guys know this. Um, Isis is a mother. And I remember her telling, and we'll get to some of these details later, but I remember her telling the story of her birth. And I was just like, if I ever have a child, you have to be in the room. This was before she was a doula. 
And I was like, you just got to be in the room. I don't know what you're going to do, but you're going to be in there. (laughs) And now here we are. It's a career. You're helping women have healthy births. And I love it. And so I'm going to take credit for that. But now I'm going to ask you the real story. How did you find yourself in this space? (laughs) You're so right. You definitely said that. And when you said, I was like, all right, I mean, I could be there. I don't know what I'm going to (laughs) do. Except for, I guess, tell you what I just now did, but. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been like a long time kind of coming, like, but I didn't know that I was supposed to be moving into this work. It was other people, people like you, people like my prenatal instructor, me, you know, like any, the women that I would come in contact with is just like, I think you should be doing something like this. Like you, anytime somebody's pregnant, you get super excited and you just want to tell them everything that you're doing. Like you want to tell them what to eat, what not to eat, how to feel, what to read, how to, what to listen to. So that that's basically what got me here. People saying you need to be doing this. So <laughs> in general, a doula <laughs> is like a, it's a professional like birth coach. Right. And that's what I was doing. I was like coaching people through that birth, but just informally, like without being contracted and coming mm-hmm. all the time. Was anytime I ran into a woman, I wanted to share something with them about uh, how awesome they are, that they carry in this life and they're about to bring this life forward. And here are some tools that you can use that can get you through it. So that was basically it. I got here because people have been pushing me in this space and I just wasn't walking in it. Like, but I felt like I should have been. So well, like, I, that's what we I all kicked, do in I real life. That thing to the side. I, yeah. You know, we be bluffing, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and work this whack job, but mm-hmm. I really want to be doing that thing. And so in 2019, I was just like, you know what? I just had my son. I said, they have another doula training. I'm getting in it. And they had one like three months after he was born. And I breast pumped <laughs> and, and said, can you please watch my baby so I can go to this training? And that was basically when I started. Like, that was my step. That was my real foot into the door because I can keep doing it informally, but I wanted to be legit. You feel me? So that's what got me here. I love and it. I love and it. it's so true. I think um, for me, it was, it was just, I already know this and I hope people listening will start to feel your energy coming through their Mm. ears. Um, But you are a very passionate person. And when you were telling the story of your daughter's birth, I was just like, it it also awakened me to see a new side in you. And then it was like, this is so dope. Like, yes, because I had witnessed one of our other line sisters give live birth. And that was my first and only time watching it. And her, it wasn't chaotic. It it wasn't what you saw on TV of the screaming and all, you know, all that bullshit. And so that was my first time being like, oh, so I have no idea what childbirth was. (laughs) Until I saw it. Yeah, until I (laughs) saw it. What is this other thing? What do you mean? She has to push the placenta out? Like, Like, all of that blew my mind. It blew my mind. I didn't know. So it was amazing. And then to hear your story, it kind of reinforced more of that same, well, this is not the narrative we ever hear. It's always some highly traumatic and stressful thing. And after watching and then hearing your story, these are two people I know really closely. It's like, hmm, most women who probably don't have children or are pregnant have never seen a birth. Have no idea what childbirth is really like. That's right. Yes. And it takes, it take, it took me having a baby for me to be able to, you know, kind of walk into that space. Cause otherwise all I knew was from what I saw too. 
Mm-hmm. But what's interesting and what you learn in this birth work is <laughs> your introduction to birth is your own. You were born, mm-hmm. right? It's like the first imprint on your DNA. How did you come into this world, right? And then for me, my mother always talked about how I was born. And I used that when I got pregnant. Like she would say, I, you, you wanted to get out, right? I had no time to get no medication or nothing. <laughs> my water broke 30 minutes later, you was here. So, you know, and she would keep reminding me of that story. Anytime I, when I got older and I was like, all right, mom, I'm out. She's like, that's how, that's how, that's how you was born. Just like that. Like you want to be out in the world. <laughs> so I used that. I was like, well, if my mother had me and she ain't had no extra stuff, she had me naturally, right? Natural meaning no interventions, no medication. I want to do the same thing. And so that is what fueled how I wanted to birth my babies. Right. Mm-hmm. And from that, I was introduced to what a doula is. And I didn't know what a doula was either before I got pregnant and before knowing I need something so I can get my baby here the right way. Right. So that's where a doula came into my life. Love it. So I have a question. Is there a difference between because for people who don't know and I'm asking because I honestly don't know. Is there a difference between a doula and a midwife? Oh, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. So let me break this down for you. A doula is a a support person, right? They are um, the person who provides emotional, physical, mental support for families during pregnancy, birth, and postpartum too. Um, A doula does not do any medical care, but they're very knowledgeable about childbirth, right? Their role is to be supportive. That's it. Uh, Midwife, that's the medical person. That's the person to come in, (laughs) knows what to listen to knows what to look for, knows what to feel for. You understand what I'm saying? So if you take the, if you take mama's body, the doula is handing everything from the top of the navel, navel up, right? Mm. <laughs> we're focusing on heart. We're focusing on mind. We're focusing on trying to get you remaining calm and feeling confident. That's what we're focusing on. The From the belly button down, that's the midwife. That's, the, that's where the medical piece comes. We're not down there. We, we are supporting you getting <laughs> baby out of there. But we are not down there. So that's the biggest difference. And you should, and honestly, you should, if if you have a midwife, you should absolutely, you know, I would advocate for you to have a doula as well. Because the midwife is focusing on how we're going to get you through this process to get this baby out, right? The But the doula is focusing on supporting you through that entire process. Being the one that's going to give you the ice chips, that's going to give you the lavender um, rub. That's going to be- Come on, lavender. Be, be, come on, lavender. <laughs> Come on, Lavender and Clary Sage. Like they're going to be the ones like rubbing your temples and, you know, trying to keep you calm and making sure that you understand what's happening. Right. And the midwife, again, they popping in and giving you that info. The doula is talking you through that whole thing, your entire pregnancy, however long you have that doula. So you need you need both like (laughs) have both. Yeah, I like that because I think what what you just said is the you said the entire pregnancy. Right. Yeah. Like, yes. And, and you also said postpartum. So yes. <laughs> you have a coach all the way through. Um, because yes. for me, necessary. I know somebody's probably, and I've mentioned this in our, in the intro, someone's probably listening to this, like, oh my God, from last week's episode to this week's episode is like a 180, right? <laughs> last week I was talking about, um, and giving space for women who are choosing to be child-free. Choosing to be child-free, chose to be child-free, forced to be child-free, whatever, right? It's space. But there's also a segment of my listeners who 
have not had children, either had children, want more children. You can always mm-hmm. learn some shit. I don't know what the card told for me, right? But mm. best believe ISIS is gonna be in the room if I do go there. I'm right. I can't, I'm gonna be in, I'm gonna be in there long before we get into yes. that room, and that's the thing. Like you know, it, it's I, I love to get my clients as as early as possible because there's a lot of information. It's a lot of um, um, resources that pregnant you know women need to need to know. Mm-hmm. And get in tune with long before we even reach the point of okay, water broke. No, like the whole goal is for you to be as knowledgeable, uh, knowledgeable about birth and your body as the person sitting across from you with the white coat on. Like bottom yeah. line, like you, you are bringing this baby into the world. You are. So you should know, you should know what childbirth looks like. You should know what the stages of labor are. You should know the trimesters and what to expect. You should know how to eat. You should know anything that could possibly become a problem and how to prevent it. That's mm-hmm. on you because you're the birthing person, right? You don't just get pregnant and just, you know, eating cheese steaks or whatever <laughs> and kind of floating. You feel me? You, you become, you should become very intentional about, wait a minute, I'm bringing life. Let yeah. Me, let me sit in that for a second. Let me sit back. And, and and think about how I want to nurture that. How do I want to nourish that? Because it's not just a thing I just did. I did a thing. No, baby, you transformed and you brought forth life and you're bringing forth life. That's big. So you should take a moment and be very intentional on how you're going to manifest this beauty over those nine months. Come you on feel now. me? All of that matters. It matters. <laughs> so, okay, let's go here before we get to the, to the, to the, what, what is it? The delivery room. Okay. Okay. So what are things that you tell, you know, the, the women that you're coaching and you're supporting who are pregnant? I know you said you want to start as early as possible, you know, with mm-hmm. your client, but like, what are some of those things that you're doing to help them prepare themselves for this? What did you say? Transformation. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Well, so if I was doula in you, <laughs> like okay let's get this thing started so at first it's i have a whole like set of information that's just about childbirth that basically just what it is what your body is doing what's happening each week each you know each set of you know four weeks that's how everything is kind of chunked down um and just giving you that information about what's happening with that baby how that baby's growing and what that baby needs right Uh, get your prenatal vitamins in drink all your waters drink Drink no drink, not just water, drink um electrolytes, drink juices, drink whatever you need to feed your body what it needs. Eat all the fruit, eat all the vegetables, right? Eat whatever you want to eat, but make sure you're eating those things too. I, I like to focus a lot on um with my clients when it comes to that. What's that concept of I'm eating for two? You yeah, you are right. Be mindful <laughs> about the food that you're putting into your body <laughs> while yeah. you're eating for two. You don't have to literally eat two pieces because it's two people, but you want to be mindful about that. And and just and just to know that your baby is sucking all of the greatness out of your blood, right? You got any vitamins, minerals, proteins, anything great in your blood, your baby is getting it first. So the only way for you to get it is for you to feed that to yourself. Does that make sense? Like. Yes. So, you know how some people be talking about how they, they eyes, they skin change. Oh my God, the baby sucked everything out. But what you eating? You can't just be eating trash. You gotta, I mean, you gotta is, feed yourself the right thing. But it is crazy though, because you watch, you know, pregnant women. You I mean, your body is care literally carrying another yeah. life. But it's the the I like picking up on those oddities, right? So like I've seen women whose voice completely changed. Thing. Mm, like mm. what happened to your voices? 
carrying this baby. Like, what? <laughs> I mean, see, it's like a phenomenon that nobody can break down. Ain't nobody be able to tell you that, okay, your voice box may change. No. All you can really do yeah. is, yep, your feet get bigger. Your nose spreads. Your, your necks, you know, the, your complexion changes. All types of things happen because this life is causing other hormonal um, changes through your body that you have to be able to regulate. So, but when you know about that, then again, you're more intentional about the things that you can do to take care of yourself. Another thing that I, I spit with my clients all the time is, yes, yeah, physical. All right, yes, eat all the food you can. Don't stop exercising. Walk, bet, emotional. Is, is a big thing because, you know, you'd be crying one moment and you happy another moment. Again, that's something that will come and all you can really do is kind of rock with the flow, right? Like we can't regulate that. We just have to wait until the time passes and your body gets used to all of these changes. Mm-hmm. But the other piece is spiritual. Like I like to tend to my client's spirit because what you, because to me, birth is sacred, right? It's, it's, it's this thing that's internal. It's innate. It's natural. It doesn't, it's no trauma, it's no tragedy, it's no medical um, um, emergency. It's something that, it's the moment where you get to be inward with yourself. Oh my goodness, I'm carrying this life and I gotta, I gotta align with whatever you call that creator, right? You have to focus on those things because the one thing that will stall a labor is if you ain't right up here. Mm. If something is off, if your mind is off, if you feel in some type way, if you had a tragedy that you did not work through. Right. If you got something going on in your spirit that has been untouched all these years, being pregnant is one thing that will unleash that beast. So that's, that's something like, else that I always do. Like, talk to me. What's going on with you? Yeah, that's like that meme. And that has sat with me for forever. We all talk about mm. healing generational curses and that image that was going around. Mm. Like you were in your grandmother's womb I'm, because yes, a woman has all of her yes. eggs when she's born and so seeing that visual and to see like your grandmother's pregnant belly the baby and you Mm -hmm. as an egg like that is why we have these yeah so once ever since i saw that i'm just like and you watch this if you're a pregnant woman who's in some type of abusive situation or you're financially stressed or like i couldn't even imagine so here you are possibly inflicting that onto two generations like that, generations. that's right that yes. was me so that's, much that's big that my grandmama carried me so whatever she was feeling i'm feeling my grandmama not just my mama but my grandmama that's wild what? and then what my mama was feeling is what my daughter might be feeling honey that's it's deep and again that's why i said you got to be intentional and you got to be able to knock some of this stuff out we got to be able to work through it. And a doula who tends to the spirit, whoever you have around you, should be kind of helping you sort through some of that stuff. Like, that's yeah. that's big. That is deep. It, and when I saw it, too, I could like, I gasped, like, huh. Yeah, it, I mean, <laughs> it was imagine? one of those moments that just, that's like, right. it really, like, that was one of them gut punches. Like, whoo. That's right. Yes, yes. And we had, if we don't, and not even generationally in that way, but once you do get pregnant and you're around your aunts and your mama and your grandmother and how they treat you and the things that they say to you, right? You got to be mindful of those energies as well because they'll come through and tell you their horror stories. That's yep. something else that a lot of I tell my clients not to do. Be mindful about who you talk to and who tell you stuff because people just have a, have a tendency to want to share their story. Like, oh, you're pregnant? Well, let me tell you about mine. And then it, and then there are these, <laughs> these 
oh my God moments where it's just like, oh my gosh, I'm pregnant, but now I'm terrified. Before I didn't even have a, a thought about those things. But now because those stories were shared with you, that's what you see. Like you mm-hmm. made a really good point. I didn't even like visualize childbirth until I physically saw it. And some people don't know anything about it other than what they see on the on the damn TV screen, mm-hmm. right? But here I am saying, shutting everybody out. I don't care what your story was. I don't want to hear your story. I want to have my own and I want mine to be so powerful that maybe I can impact somebody else. So yeah. that's like that. Like um, I'm hitting my clients with all that good, that juju, because they need to be able to know it doesn't have to sound like that. It doesn't have to be like that. Regardless of that, of that generational trauma, we can break it right here in this moment. Right. So like yes. I do rituals with my with my clients so we can try to get through that stuff, get get some of that stuff off because you don't have to pass it on. You don't, but you do have to be intentional to shake that stuff up and get rid of it. That's, uh, that's the part that's big. Come on now. Intention matters. Look, come on. So, and, so, and that's the thing matters. too. Yes. Intention really does matter. Um, and so I think for people who are listening, who never probably considered a doula or you don't know people who've had it, I hope listening, you're kind of like, oh, I, I see it. I see it. Um, I <laughs> think- yeah. One thing for me, I, the statistic that in the U.S., I think it's black women have a maternal mortality rate three to four times higher than white women. Yeah. Um, that is mm. astounding. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know all of the isms that got us got us there. Right. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But. Listening to this. What can you say just, you know, as you've done your training, your research, as you sat in birth, what have you seen are some of the causes as to why black women who go through traditional routes? And I'm not saying, you know, just go to the hospital, leave it on the hospital staff may have higher mortality rates than other races. So heavy. So from my personal experience, Mm -hmm. what it's been and me watching birth and supporting is really what it is, is a, a, um, a team of people who come in into the, into the space who feel like they know best. Right. And they're not, they're not, they're not thinking about this mama, this her first time or second or third time, but that this is her birth and this is unique to her. And so I need to treat her in a unique way. Right. They walk in and everything is a routine. And if things are not going as they plan and on their time, then at that moment that that clock hit and they feel like it's been too long, they start pushing interventions. And as interventions is one intervention on top of another. And what an intervention is for a quick sidebar, it's just um, some type of medical procedure that's supposed to speed the process up to help your baby get here. But sometimes they don't work. Right. So then if the first one don't work, then they give you a second one. And then the second one don't work. They give you a third one. So it's called a cascade of interventions, one on top of the other, on top of the other. And what could potentially happen on when they add on these different things is that it puts baby in distress and it puts the stress on mama. And then and then in some unfortunate cases, something happens where mom had an, had an infection or too many mm-hmm. vaginal checks or mom had to be rushed to this emergency cesarean. And then she got an and then it, and then it, it just didn't work out. It's that it's that it's that pressure of I know and I'm going to do it my way, regardless of who you are or how it goes. And because we us. Right. Because of how we look or how we move or how they feel about us in general is you're, you're just another body. I'm going to move on to the next one. 
right? So that's kind of what it, that's where it, it really stems from. Now we know, you know, we like you said, it's all the ism, sure. And I remember being so shocked because I thought it was like, okay, because it must be the, you know, poor black people. And it was like, no, it was some celebrity black people. So it don't really even matter about your status. But what is yeah, it? Because Serena, it's just, yeah. Let's like, yes, yes, like Serena. It just wasn't listening to her. So that's what it is. It all boils down to we walk in and they do not get down. They They're not listening to us. I can tell you something is wrong with me. I don't know what it is, but I need you to figure it out so I can walk out of here safely with my baby. But what? But that's not what's happening. So it's really just about that. I know I'm gonna do my way. If it work, it work. I hope it do. We all hope it does. I don't think these people are being. I hope and pray that they're not being intentional about being a holes and doing these things. But it's it's just more like this this feeling of. I mean, she <laughs> that body is expendable. But maybe we need to mm. test this out type of thing. Hopefully it'll work. Come on, we don't need to do gotcha. that. And I think that's the me to say. How can we prevent that? What's the what is the way to pre, to possibly prevent? I'm not trying to prevent the cesarean. I'm trying to prevent mama not coming home with that baby. Yeah. Right. I'm trying to prevent it being a problem that was unnecessary. A lot of the a lot of the black mortality for mom is unnecessary. It's unnecessary interventions, things that didn't even have to happen. Right. But the only way you're going to know that is if you is if you learn birth the way they know birth. If you trust yourself, you trust your body, you trust your baby, you trust your power. That the moment that you feel a, a sensation in your stomach, that mama, you ain't got to get up and run to no hospital. Mm. You go in there and take a shower. OK, you eat some fruit, you drink some water, you work that thing out. You try to do as much. This is my takeaway for that. You do as much at home as you possibly can. And knowing that it's, it's this is all natural, it's supposed to feel this way. Because if you walk into that hospital, they're going to start the clock on you. That's that's one thing. They start a clock. You have a certain amount of hours in that bed because they don't have time for you to be there for six or seven days in labor. They don't have time for that. So what do you see mamas doing now? They time they taking it back home. Yeah, mamas is having these babies in this in this in this in this, in this water birth. And they that's like I would say I've heard so many stories of women who now having their children in birthing pools in the living room. That's right. Now, listen to me. I'm sitting here and I just looked over at my little nice rug. I just put down. <laughs> do I want the birthing pool right here on my nice ass rug? I don't know, but I do get it. I would, I get it. I get why you're opting like, okay, we're going to do this my way versus doing Your it way. their way. Also, yeah. you just said, Yeah. It's it's sad how the healthcare system is these days because it is all just about dollars and cents. They don't give a fuck, honestly. <laughs> like you said, that clock ticks. Um, I did not have childbirth, but when I had my appendectomy, mm. I saw it then, right? Mm. Like I unfortunately had to have an open appendectomy. So I was in the hospital longer than a woman who gives birth. Oh, <laughs> I was wow, in the hospital. Geez. Yeah, I was in the hospital for like seven days. Mm. And so that's probably one of the wor worst experiences of my life because I had never been in a hospital before, one. So let me say that. And mm -hmm. then two, watching how you get no rest, how they just constantly push drugs on you. Mm. I had mm -hmm. to literally argue and fight with the nursing staff to take the drug drip out of me. Like, take it. I don't want it. If I'm in pain, I will ask you for something, but get this out of me now. Like, I had to literally talk to like four people before 
they would take it out. Like, I'm telling mm. you, I don't want this. Take it out. Um, mm. But then once it got to the point, to your point, that clock, all right, you still ain't, you still ain't, like, I had to, I had to pass gas. That was one of the steps. Oh, they would wait for, ah. Then okay. I had to, like, take okay. a bowel movement, right? And so they're like, mm. like, now they're looking like, you still here? I'm like, well, it ain't come yet. Like, <laughs> and so I hey, my only, fault. yeah, so, like, they had to leave me there. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't imagine in a high, a stressful situation of childbirth, someone just constantly pushing you like, you're not there yet. You're not there. Like, and looking at a clock, good yeah. Lord. Like, yes. and I do the remember pressure. that. Yeah. I do remember that with the birth that I watched a little bit, they weren't super aggressive about it, but I felt like that now looking back, that was the only time they came in the room. Mm. Mm-hmm. right like it was a nurse who would come but like they would only show up like the doctor wouldn't even show up until you reached a certain point right yeah, that's right yeah <laughs> yep yep so the doctor's like i'm not wasting my time on you until you're here until you're like nine centimeters dilated fuck you um mm-hmm. <laughs> so you just have a nurse coming in and out mm-hmm. are you okay mm-hmm. you in pain do you need this check your vitamin and then leave Yep, that's it. And so it, now that you're saying that, I'm like, shit, that, that is actually <laughs> what you witnessed. That's exactly right. how it happened. And real talk, you don't even, you don't need, you don't really need that. Like, like I, I would, like I would try to stay home as long as possible. That's what I did with my son. I tried to stay home as long as possible. So when I do get there, I'm so close to the pushing phase. They don't even really have time. To ask me, do I want anything or do I need anything? Mm-hmm. I don't have time to put nothing in my system. I don't have time for none of that. And so, and, and, and that's kind of the goal. The goal is for you to realize that you're really going to the hospital if you have to, because some people don't have the money to pay for a midwife, right? But if you are going in there, just understanding how they're going to treat you, right? And what and what possibly they may say and how you can advocate for yourself and tell them no and understand that everything that they say is a recommendation, not a requirement. And you can say no, right? You can say no. I'm going to say it again. You can say no. You can say no, thank you. Document my paperwork that I said no. And that's it. And you keep and you keep pushing from there. That's the that's the main that's the main main thing. Understand that you can say no. And they, and they, and trust me, it's not going to be an easy thing cuz they're going to send somebody else in. Just like you had to mm-hmm. talk about. They're going to send somebody else in who's going to say something to you. Then then they're going to send somebody else in and try to scare the hell out you. That's mm-hmm. the next phase. Don't don't get into the fact that they would try to scare you. No, they will. Right? It's called fear-based maternal health. That's the mm. United States. Fear-based. Oh, so if you don't do this, your baby is going to get stuck because your hips are not wide enough to have a baby. If the baby gets stuck, they're going to have shoulder dystocia. And then that can cause... Wait a minute. Hold, hold, hold on. Did you just tell me my hips wasn't wide enough? Now you got me doubting my hips? No, my hips are fine. Okay? And my baby not going to have that. So what you're going to do is take five steps back. Leave me alone. And I, I'm going to do this my way. They don't want that. That, that, that That's like, oh, shit. Uh-uh. And then don't let them get mad. They get mad. They really get disrespectful. I've heard some horrible stories about things that they've said. Just that's because so you just terrible. told them no. Because you said, I need five minutes. Yeah. yeah. Like, what you being an a-hole for? You don't have to act. It's not that. It's childbirth is serious. Yes. But it doesn't have to be stressful. I'm trying to tell you. If you can do it in your house and it's mad calm, you got the lights dim. Your, your um your partner is there rubbing the everything up out of you. You ain't gonna feel no stress. You're really not supposed to feel no, no it ain't supposed to be no cortisol. It's supposed to be oxytocin. You know what that is? It's the love hormone. Mm-hmm. That's what you're supposed to be feeling. 
love and, and you're supposed to feel love and happiness. And like you, I've heard of orgasmic births. I said, wait, how you do that? Wait a minute now. Hold the phone, Booney. I said an orgasmic birth. Look, now we've char- we charted it to responsible ratchet territory. <laughs> they said, okay, okay. So you know how you got that baby in there, yeah. right? Probably somebody's orgasm, a combination of, of some orgasms, Couples, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, a couple of them, right? So then when you're having the baby, the feeling that a lot of people feel, everybody equates it to P-A-I-N. I don't say that that's what you feel. I call it a sensation. I call it a surge. But that feeling of that, that sensation, some women have been able to flip it in their minds that it's in, that it's like, like a, like man is going. That is incredible. Yes. And, and the feeling of baby coming out is orgasmic, not painful, orgasmic. Because a, a body is coming through this space, this little small space, and under and well, under normal circumstances, you got this meat going in and out of this space. I'm trying to tell you. I said I I, I didn't experience it, but I could, <laughs> when the lady said it, I said, "Oh, listen, really? Listen, if you can get that, honey. If you can, that get would it, be that. probably phenomenal feeling to feel. Um, I will say, watching the childbirth, that was probably one of I always say, and I've told you when I say this story, <laughs> it was one of the most grotesque. Oh, wait a minute, let me finish. It was oh, one of the most grotesque but beautiful things I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Yeah, like I did not want to look, but I couldn't take my to. eyes away. You like I, to. I literally could not take my eyes away because I was just looking like, oh my god, that's her vagina. Oh my god, it's a head. Oh my, <laughs> like, my god, it showed. It was just like watching it expand, and it's like open. Oh my God, it's a head. Oh my, like every, every, I just could not stop. And I had, it's a whole story. One day I should share it y'all. But I had like a blanket wrapped around my shoulders because my blood sugar was dropping. My stomach not built for none of this stuff, y'all. And so they gave me some orange juice and a blanket because they said I was looking a little, a little pale. Um, and so I'm peeping around the doctor like, oh my God. Like if y'all are on Patreon watching, you'll see my facial expressions. And <laughs> I literally just could not, like, I wanted to run, but I could not stop. And then my mind is like, wait, them shoulders got to come out now. I think that was the moment. The shoulders. Like, wow. Yeah. Cause gotta get a little bit wider to get them little shoulders out. <laughs> the shoulder. Everybody talk about the head. The head it open and just like, Poop. okay. Now it was just like the neck hanging. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a minute. Them shoulders got to bust through. <laughs> and so it was amazing because for this particular person i was watching the baby was a little turned and so i will Mm -hmm. never forget it this is the part i will never forget as long as Mm -hmm. i live the doctor took her hand in and was like hold on stop pushing and cradled and turned the baby around inside of there Mm -hmm. so i'm like how the fuck her arm the baby like how all this thing She raises her arm up. The nurses change out like her glove, put another uh-huh. one on. And she's like, all right, if you do one big push, the shoulders and this is going to fall out. And I was like, that's literally what happened. <laughs> she like pushed with all her might. Mm-hmm. She never screamed yep. all that. Ah! Mm. None of nope. that. No screaming. She just bared down. That Damn. chin was mm-hmm. in her chest. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, them shoulders went. Bloop, bloop. And I was that's like, right. 
and then everything else, then all the button and everything else. So then, yeah, right everything out. just slid right out. And so I was just yeah. like, oh my gosh, so I'm watching the baby. I'm with the baby, like 10 toes, 10 fingers. And then the doctor said, push. What's she pushing for now? That's that's what that's what threw me for She said, one more push. I and said, what else in there? What she got to push out now? And when that damn afterbirth fell out and it plopped yeah, in that damn, yeah, when it uh-huh. popped in that bin, yeah, that you could have knocked me over like this, fucked <laughs> me in my forehead, I'd have <laughs> fell over. Nobody tells you that. Nobody says she had to. You got to push that out. Then she's taking a little four steps and she was just pulling out the rest of the little stuff. Mm-hmm. She's like, "All right, That's I'm it. done." And then the doctor what? left. That's it. <laughs> And that was that literally was it. That was just that you, was baby, and some nurses. Literally it. So people who are listening to this and they 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 they're they're still a little skeptical. Is there <laughs> any evidence out there that women who have doulas have better births? Yes, actually, there is. There is a lot of evidence that that basically evidence based birth. <laughs> so the website go holla at it. That basically says that if you have a doula around, you'll have several different um, benefits. You'll have shorter labor. Your labor will be way more comfortable, right? You're less likely to ask for medications because you know how to manage those feelings and the movements to make the positions to get in to make it feel better, right? Um, less, less Pitocin. Pitocin is the, is the, um, the hormone that they give you, the synthetic oxytocin that'll make your, make your surges or contractions stronger, Right. You're less likely to need that because because your body is already producing what it needs to produce. So the surges are strong enough to help you get your baby out. Less vacuums, less narcotics, you know, less forceps. Right. And then, I mean, real talk, you know, when it comes to being in there, they ask you a lot of stuff. They'll actually make all of these decisions. So if you have a doula available, they're the ones that help push you to make sure that you're advocating for yourself properly. The doula could be a barrier. If they're coming in with a lot, the doula be the one, okay, give them five minutes. Can y'all give them five minutes so they can talk? Like the doula can can help kind of calm the situation Mm. down. So absolutely, you have all of these different things happening that they can assist with. Yes, the evidence has proven. And, And just anecdotally. Some of them will say, I don't know how I would have did that without one. I don't know how I would have been able to manage everything that was happening all at one time without having that extra person there. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, it's and it's, it's so dope because the whole the point, our, our, our purpose is to try to help you have a, a more positive birth experience. However, however, that may be right. You may not need the doula there to be holding you and rubbing you. You might just need them to be there like a bouncer, like give them five minutes, like, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like it, whatever, whatever that mom or dad or family needs, that's what that extra knowledgeable person could bring to the table. And because they're there, they knew better. They knew, they knew more. They were more prepared, like no piss poor preparation anymore. I'm giving you all the information that you're going to need. So you can know what they're going to say before they even say it to you. Right. Yeah. Start shutting stuff down before they even come into the room. Yes. So absolutely. Absolutely. They Love absolutely it. can. And then, I mean, I like to boost mama's confidence and her trust, too. Like, if you don't know anything about birth, this thing could be hella scary for you. If you know, yes. if you don't, if you've never seen it, if you've never, you know, if you haven't researched about it, if you haven't done anything about it, it could be very, very, very fearful. But that fear gets taken away the more you know and the more you trust yourself. Self, the more you understand how powerful you are bringing forth life is powerful sis. that's a powerful thing 
to be able to carry that baby and nurture that baby and then set it up and set up the, the environment for you to bring that baby into the world. Like you got to have a moment in that and be like, damn, I'm a beast. Like I just come, come on, on. come on beast. Like you have to feel, you got to know that you're powerful long before you get into that room. But when you're in there, they can't have, they can't manipulate you. Right. And a doula will be there to remind you of that power. Wait a minute, sis. What you say that you wanted? Cause we talked about this in great detail. You said you didn't want that. So I want you to be sure because they're trying to push it on you now. They plan uh, pressure. Patty is coming in here with all this mess. Let's make sure that you're making the decisions that you want to make. Right. Mm-hmm. Be be mindful about the choices that you're making. I support them. But let's but, but just let's make sure that, you know. So absolutely. Absolutely. They can help you have a better birth. Love it. Um, I was going to say <laughs> you always you beat me to the punch. I was going to say, could we get, cause we, you know, all of us who know ISIS, um, in real life, we always be like, ISIS, give us the charge, but you just already hit gone here and did that. So I was going to ask, yeah, I was just going to ask you like to give a charge to someone who's doing this, but you've done that. And so I just think for me, um, I hope women listening to this, particularly black women, realize that there are avenues for you to have someone to advocate for you during one of the most precious times in your life um and in your baby's start of yes. their life <laughs> life right Absolutely, yes. and so if you have never because i feel like a lot of people doula is still not it's still fuzzy they don't know mm-hmm. what it is mm-hmm. you it might is. only think of erica badu and so right. i hope <laughs> right uh, who's yeah. dope she's dope as hell yes. but it's um their options and so just not saying you have to tell because you you gonna plug all your things later but what type of investment is this financially because there's some people who might be like look I can't but is there I feel like I've seen um some doulas they work on there are some who do pro bono with certain organizations some are sliding scale some have whatever but what type of investment is someone looking at, a family looking at, if they chose to have a doula as well? Um, well, you you hit it. You hit it. Um, the, the the sliding scale is is something a lot of doulas do because you know we we don't we don't want that number to be the reason why you don't have that support, right? Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, we also have to we as doulas also have to consider our time. And our value and what we bring to the table. Yeah. Right. Yes. So it's it's one of the it's one of those things. So and if you're dealing with a family who's coming to to a doula, that means they they are they're they're pretty, they may be a little fuzzy, but still clear that I want this extra additional help. Then you know you're looking at and depending on when they're coming on board and what's necessary and what you want from them, then you're probably in Baltimore, you may be looking at maybe like seven or eight hundred bucks. Right. Like and I don't oh. think and, and, and it just yes. And then you have some that'll go as far down as about two hundred or three hundred bucks. And that's oh, just that them is- trying. That's not a lot, but it's necessary. It's and, then, and then some and, and, and some of them are doing those lower rates because they're newer. And I wouldn't be deterred by a newer doula, someone who's still in training or, or you know, working towards certification because, you know, they're like practicing their skills typically being mentored by somebody who's, who's, who's been in the game for quite some time. Um, but that, if that's where your number is and you just want this additional support and this extra person involved, then that's okay. And we have the doulas who charge 1200, 18, eight, 1800 and $2,100. And those doulas been doing it for years. 
Those doulas have multiple services. They have a, a lot stacked on what they're doing. So you may not just get somebody who's going to do childbirth education and sit in some prenatals with you, right? You're also going to get rituals. You're going to get belly binding. You're going to get placenta encapsulation. You're going to get Reiki. You're going to get mas- um, prenatal massage. You're going to get, you know, you have a lot that those doulas who are charging that more, those, those amounts are going to be able to provide for you and family. Some of them, Will it also include some postpartum as well? So it's 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 about what you're looking for, mm-hmm. and then at the same time understanding this person is putting in their time. This person has families too. This person got bills to pay. So you can't walk up talking about I want all this, but I only got a dollar. But understanding that okay, but I I want a lot from you, right? It yeah. is definitely an investment, and you're and you went and because you know your worth and you know what you're going to bring to the table. You you as a dual, you got to put a number in there that will help sustain your life. But then we'll also, when your clients walk away from you, they're going to feel like they got way more than what they paid for. And that's the goal. Yes. And I will say, too, um, in researching for this episode, um, mm-hmm. some insurance companies okay. will um, reimburse yeah. re- reimburse you for doula services. So if you do have yes. your insurance, you have to pay it out front. You can submit the paperwork and they might send you a check. It might not be the full fee. But if you pay twelve hundred, you might get five hundred back, right? Um, right. Also, your FSA will reimburse you one hundred percent if you mm-hmm. get a letter of medical necessity. So I don't see why any doctor would not sign off on that letter for you mm-hmm. um, to at least get it reimbursed by your FSA or your health savings account. So, um, That's but That's new. that stuff is new. That, that, that took some fighting and some movement by the yes. powers that be. That was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, they are necessary. They are. And even to the point where now, like all this stuff for women's reproductive health, like I personally think tampons and pads, they should not be taxed. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Thankfully now (laughs) they should be free, but they also should not be taxed. I also think um, it it took a fucking pandemic for us to be able to use our FSA money to pay for those. Right. Mm -hmm. And so all of these changes, um, for women are much needed, but I did at least research that because I was just curious, like, hmm, would, could I submit it to my FSA and get just, you know, get the money back? You can, mm-hmm. and I'll give you mm-hmm. to you all back. It's no cap. So just basically, you know, just your yearly cap of your deposit. So <laughs> yes, that's but big stuff. It that's is. Big. That stuff matters. The, um, like you forward planning, you pregnant, you already know, let me go ahead and put this money in here. So I can get it back on the back end. And you won't, if you get, I'm telling you, you know, all doulas are, are not built the same. Like I need to, I need to let you know that, right? Like you might get me, I might do one thing. I do love a certain way. Other doulas do a different way. So you have to make sure that you, you know, my little mini charges interview us, yeah. <laughs> have a conversation with us, check it, check and see if we fit. Because as you stated there, I'm very passionate. I'm real. I'm like real all up in your face type of doula. You know what I mean? I get down low, clap in your face. Let's get this baby out. Right. Like, <laughs> but you, but you got to know that going there. Okay. Ice is about to football coach me through this. And then there are some, she will. Real, <laughs> some real, some doodles real mild mannered and calm. You know what I'm saying? So it depends on what you want. And I also like to state that, you know, even though I can be I also understand the 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 moments where we do need to calm the situation down, right? Like it's real necessary because depending on what's going on, you may not need me clapping. You may just need me to walk up to you and be like, Adrian, remember what we said? Remember what we practiced? So we're going to do that again, right? Remember what we've been doing? We're going to do that again. Remember that? Because sometimes that's all mama need. She yeah. just shut out the sound and she just needs you to remind her. 
Well, listen, let me tell you, Mama, listen. Remember I told you that baby not a pizza. The doctor not going to bring your baby forth. You're going to bring your baby forth. So we're going to take a minute. We're going to take some deep breaths. <laughs> and we're going to birth this baby with some power. All right? We're going to count down from four. Are you ready? So it just depends. It just depends. Oh. But initially, you're going to get me. You're going to get all of this. But I know how to flip. I know how to turn a dial because I understand what's necessary. So this is this is biggest and dopest conversation. You know, we can talk about birth for hours, but it's just I think I think my main thing is, Mama, you powerful. <laughs> you are powerful, and nobody can bring that baby into the world the way you can bring that baby into the world. Your body was built to do this, and right now the 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 charge is for you to be reminded of how your body is naturally naturally prepared to take you from being just a woman into being a mother now. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, and that transformation takes months. If baby don't have to get here for you to become mama, you are mama. Once the moment you find out that you are brewing life, your mind should start changing and the way you think should change. And what you look at should change and what you listen to should change. What you eat should change. What you smell should change. All that stuff has an impact on what's going on in your womb. So you got to start nurturing that womb and talking to that womb and getting that womb ready for this world. Right. And not and being being reminded constantly. Put some people around you who are going to remind you of how awesome you are. And for whatever thing that you want to do, whatever you, you want to put into place, you got the power to do it. That's a doula for real. That's 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 what we try and do. Love it. it. Look, this is my shit. So we're going to cut the breakdown because we're going to end it with that charge. Isis, this is amazing. Uh, we don't need to play no word association here. So if you could tell everyone uh, where they can find you on social media, your website. And yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you can find me on IG, Isis the Doula. <laughs> At Isis the Doula, I'm on IG. Also have a website, www.isisthedoula.com. Um and yeah, you can you know hit me up on there, fill out the little survey, hit me on IG DM. If you, if you know somebody, <laughs> a friend of mine, tell them give you my phone number. But like it's like that, <laughs> like uh, it's very personal. You know what I'm saying? So and listen, if it's not me, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna send you to my squad because you know where all we all got a squad. It's a whole squad of us in here trying to make this trying to make this change. So if it's not me, I can find you one. Period. Love it. So, Isis, this is dope. Like I knew it would be. Um, <laughs> and I will be sure to link the website and um, Isis's Instagram page in the show notes and on the booniebreakdown.com. So thank you again, yes. Isis. <laughs> Thanks for having me, boo. Ow. <laughs> Isis the doula. Ow. <laughs> All right, that is it for this week's episode. I want to thank our guest, my homie, my friend, my sister, Isis the doula. I hope that you walk away from this episode um, inspired to know that if you know, you're looking at motherhood and starting a family, that there are options for you to have a healthy, safe, create the birth plan that you want. You do not have to just go along with the flow and you can take control, get an advocate for yourself and plan out a birth plan that works for you. Be sure to follow Isis. It's all linked in the show notes and on the booniebreakdown.com. Also, be sure to support our sponsor this week, We Vibe Womanizer. You can use the code VIP20 to save 20% on your womanizer purchase. The link to do so is in the show notes as well and on the booniebreakdown.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, 
I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, YouTube, or any app that you listen to your favorites on. Don't forget to leave us those five-star reviews too. You might just hear your review on the next episode. Follow us on all social media. Share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate. I don't make these pretty images for nothing. Okay, people? Have a dope ass week. Stay healthy, safe, and sane. Thank you for listening. And remember, the ratchet in me always honors the ratchet in you. Home I stay. Until next time.